0: The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win now. Sign up today, bet 100, and get $100 free bet at the slash winbet. That's the sports gambling com slash W Y N N B E T. State restrictions apply. We are also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. The SGP mini helmets are now in the store and we're giving away one for free. Just go to the sports slash helmet. That's the sports gambling slash helmet.
1: I'm just about that action, boss.
0: Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast. It is Thursday, December the 29th, which means we are already in week number 17. I am your host or co-host, Ryan McIntyre, a.k.a. Moneyline Mac. And uh, we have a substitute in today. And everybody uh, that follows all the SGPN platforms knows this voice. He is the machine, Moonoff. Uh, He is the host of, what, the Prop Show, PropCast the NBA gambling podcast, the MLB gambling podcast. Did I miss anything moon off?
1: I no, you didn't. Uh, I'm pretty sure people are sick of hearing my voice, but um, here we are, man. NFL week 17. I know a couple guys on the shelf. I was battling some, uh, a cold last week. I know some guys are this week, so we're just trying to keep everybody afloat and just try to make it to the end of the season. Ryan.
0: Yeah, no, uh, next man up. Jay Mark is out. He's been battling a uh, bug. I, I know uh, last week during the week 16 show, he also was battling the bug as well. So he got through that one, but can't go this week. So you just slide right in like uh, Chris Collinsworth on Sunday
1: night. Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, So hopefully everybody can get healthy. But yeah, Yeah. NFL week 17, my man, it's two weeks left. And it's it always flies by, doesn't it?
0: it? It really does. And, you know, it's crazy. I think this has been one of the more crazy NFL seasons with all these dogs hitting before we go into this week 17 slate, but we got uh we'll do be doing the morning games, which means we got nine games slated for our preview. Uh, if you guys had uh, didn't already know, go check out the totals episode that Scott and uh, Terrell just did as well. But uh, before we transition into week 17, let's go back to week 16. Anything that caught your mind? uh, kept...
1: uh... Man. Um, I think we got to start with a Thursday night football game last week. Um, Zach Wilson, he's just not it. He's not it. I think it's time to, for the jets to move on. I know he was a number two overall pick, but I mean, this guy's just so bad. He seems like he doesn't have any confidence out there. Ryan, um, I know Mike White has been doing well in place of him, but is he the long-term solution for this Jets team? I'm not sure. I know he is getting the start this week uh, when they go over to Seattle, but um, that was something that caught my eye last week. and I'm a little bitter because I was on the Jets last week, but um, outside of that, let's see here. Saints going into Cleveland in that weather I think that's a big victory for them for their playoff implications I know we'll dive into that a little more but I think the biggest victory if we were giving out awards here I think we got to go with the Panthers or I got to go with the Panthers at least for their victory over uh over the Detroit Lions um I know the public was all over the Detroit Lions in that game uh, coming off of the couple of victories that they've strung together and hoping to get into the playoffs but Panthers just ran all over that Detroit Lions defense who hasn't been very good all season. Um, I know I cashed in big on the Panthers last week, so those were kind of some of the teams that caught my eye last week. What about you?
0: Yeah, I would definitely say Carolina. That's where you start. I mean, they they put it on Detroit rushing for, what, almost over 300 yards. Yeah. And then I also got to go to the team that everybody uh, wrote off a couple weeks ago, Green Bay Packers. They continue to find ways to win games. They're staying alive. They got to win their last two and get a little bit of help uh, to backdoor into that seventh seed in the NFC. But, uh, yeah, I think those are probably the two biggest winners. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals just continue to roll, and we got a showdown on Monday Night Football. So make sure you guys later in the week check out the Monday Night Football preview with uh, yourself and Dylan, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, but before we do so, uh, we're going to head into week number 17, Anything looking at this early slate? I know we said we got nine games as a preview, kind of some duds in terms of we don't know exactly who's going to play quarterback in some situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything that catches your eye with this early slate before we dive into
1: it? A lot of uh, Thursday night football-esque type of games here in the (laughs) morning (laughs) schedule here, Ryan. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But it's football. Look, there's still a lot to be determined for some of these teams, right? Uh, Playoff implications and things like that, Uh, you know, Talk about the Detroit Lions. I know they dropped the game uh, last week, like we just talked about, with Carolina. Um, The Patriots and Dolphins is going to be a big game as well. Uh, Giants looking to clinch a playoff spot uh, if they can get the victory over the Colts. Uh, Saints are fighting for their playoff lives. But I think the biggest matchup of the at least the early window in the morning games is going to be that NFC South matchup between the Panthers and the Buccaneers. I think whoever wins that game is going to win that division. Um, Both of these South divisions, Ryan, just they've, uh, they've been clunkers. I think it's a nice way to put it.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great way of putting it And somebody that's holding a ticket for a, carolina and jacksonville from a couple of weeks back i got my fingers crossed that the carolina panthers can come through i feel good about jacksonville although that is a dangerous place to uh feel where you're comfortable with the jacksonville jaguars that's usually when they come back to bite you
1: no jacksonville's been playing great football and, I, and, I, and i've said this a lot on some of the times they've been in the afternoon windows or whether it's been on the propcast that we see the potential that this team does have when you finally have an adult in the room as the head coach, right? Last season they dealt with Urban Meyer and on the shenanigans and all the stuff that transpired with him and Trevor Lawrence not having a great rookie season. I think all of us and most of us that follow football will probably just look at Trevor Lawrence's rookie season and just throw that in the garbage can just because of everything that kind of happened. And we're starting to see this season – what kind of quarterback Trevor Lawrence can be at the professional level for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I think they're 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 in good hands uh with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson at, as the head coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% there and I also think Wilkes and uh Carolina, he's yes. done an unbelievable job. I think those two, I know Sirianni. We t- we uh exchanged texts the other night about uh Sirianni being the clear-cut guy to win coach of the year, but I think you can make a case for both of these guys because what uh, Peterson has done in Jacksonville to take over what urban Meyer, that whole mess last year, like you said, and then for Wilkes to take over a messy situation with Matt rule, you trade away McCaffrey, you cut Baker Mayfield. And I mean, you're right here at the end of the road to win the division against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah. And who would have thought they would have been in this position um, at this point of the season. So yeah, that tells you how great of a coach Steve Wilkes is and how guys want to play for him, or just how bad the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been this season. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both, Ryan. Um, no I know doubt. Bucks have dealt with injuries to start the season with their offensive line. Um, Tom Brady, maybe the age is catching up to him, or whatever the case might be. But again, I think the bigger story is we got to give flowers to Steve Wilkes and the Carolina Panthers for where they could have easily rolled over. Uh, this season, but they've won what three out of their last four games, four out of their last six games to so be right in contention for this NFC South game uh, or NFC South division in this game against the Buccaneers on Sunday.
0: Yep, I agree with you there. And uh, like we said, this slate is a little bit weak in terms of uh, they kind of backloaded the schedule with the Monday night game being so good and the later afternoon games being so good. But yeah. that doesn't mean you can't get action on all these early games. And the perfect place to do so is win bet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Reduce juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play, sign up today, receive a special offer, Bet 100, Win 100, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so that they know that we sent you. That's the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the same state where you play winbet is available. If you or someone has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. And don't forget to enter our SGP Mini Helmet Contest from now until the end of the year. Just go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet to enter the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet competition. All right, off, let's get right into it. Week 17, morning games and uh, January the 1st. So happy early new year to everybody. Um, we will reign in 2023 with an NFL Sunday and we will begin in the ATL where the Arizona Cardinals coming off a uh, disappointing 10-point lead that they held against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Christmas night. Uh, go to the Falcons, who both teams eliminated in the playoffs, over-under set at 42, and the Falcons are laying three. off, what's your take on this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, we talk about ugly games. I think this is one of them here, <laughs> right? Um, Desmond Ritter versus uh, – is it going to be Trace McSorley possibly in this game? Yeah. Um, God, where do you even go with this game? Um I mean, you're right. Like there's there's nothing to play for for any, both of these teams. I mean, Cardinals sitting at four and eleven, Falcons at five and ten. Um, I mean, do we think that Cliff Kinsbury is coaching for his job at this point, or do you think he's already out the window? What do you think?
0: I think he's out the window. Um and I think you're hitting it right on the head in terms of Throw out all the numbers. The numbers don't matter in this game because both teams are injured. Both teams don't have their starting quarterbacks from the beginning of the year with Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, it's about who's motivated to play this game.
1: Yeah, I I I, I want to go with the Cardinals here and take the points. Um, they fought last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so it's not like they're rolling over right? Yeah. Um, they, they sent that game to overtime, unfortunately for the Arizona Cardinals or fortunately for them, as far as draft position goes, um, they, they lost that game, but they were competitive in that game. Um, James Conner had a great game for them last week, 15 carries, 79 yards, one touchdown uh, Deandre Hopkins. I don't know. sure if you want to put him out there or not at this point, it doesn't really matter because he is your best wide receiver, but um, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be betting this game, but God, if you are call that one 800 522 4700 number. Uh, I'm gonna take the points here, uh, Ryan. Give me give me the Cardinals plus three and a half. I think that I haven't seen anything that from Desmond Ritter that gets me excited about him at the quarterback position right now for the Falcons.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think Arizona, uh, especially with the news of uh J.J. Watt, I almost said T.J. Watt, J.J. Yeah. Uh, Watt retiring. Maybe mm-hmm. they finished strong here. I thought Watt actually was awesome in that Tampa Bay game. They, yeah. they couldn't block him. And, I mean, the Falcons, once upon a time, were, what, 6-0 and to start the league uh, or start mm-hmm. the season against the spread. They they've failed to cover 7 out of 9. I think this team has mailed it in. Yeah. And uh, total's low as well at 42. I'll take the points. I, th- I actually think if you want to just bet this, just take a stab at the money line of Arizona where you're getting plus money because this is a toss-up game.
1: It really is. And, I mean, if if you really want to bet something on it, maybe just take J.J. Watt to get a sack and and check the box score at the end of the day because I – Again, him saying that this is going to be his last season, he's kind of going to go out here with a bang. And I don't trust that offensive line here for the Atlanta Falcons either. So I'm with you. Let's go Cardinals plus the plus the points, take the money line. And I know we don't talk about a lot about player props here, but JJ wants to get a sack. I think I'm going to be on that for the final two games of his career.
0: Yeah, I like that angle too. It seems like, I mean, he's such a likable guy and respected guy. Yeah. Uh, huge voice in that locker room. I think they will play for him. The only thing is Kingsbury. I mean, you just don't know if those guys want to play for Kingsbury. But, uh, yeah, no, I like those uh, J.J. Watt props uh, coming down the stretch here these final two weeks. Yep. All right, we will go to a meaningful game now where this is the game of the early window. We teased it already, and we kind of uh, talked about how we even got here, where Tampa Bay has been a heavy favorite the entire season – to win the NFC South, but now they're in a situation where they got to win this game to win the division, or they're going home and they won't be playing in the playoffs for the first time since, I believe, 2002 in Tom Brady's career that he would miss the playoffs. And Carolina is going to Tampa. Tampa's only laying a short number at three, over under 40 and a half. Obviously, weather will not be a factor in this game with the game being in the Sunshine State. off. can the Panthers get it done here? <sighs>
1: This screams like the public dog of the week, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just because how bad the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been all season and how they've been clawing their ways to victories over the past several weeks. Um, And it's really been in those fourth quarters. I mean, this Buccaneers team could easily be only having three to four wins. I know there was a couple games. I think it was against the Packers, but they had to come from behind last week. Uh, against the Cardinals I think their previous week they had to come back uh, from behind as well so I as much as I want the Panthers to win here man Sam Darnold on the road makes me nervous he's 0-3 straight up in his career and ATS against Tom Brady in his career and the Panthers this season haven't been very good on the road either right I think they're only one and I think they said let me go back and check uh one in five on the road so far this year um and I know a lot of those games were probably with Matt Rule at the uh, head coaching position. But I think in a game where you have the GOAT, you have Tom Brady, he needs to get the victory here to get into the playoffs. I think that they can get it done here. I'm going to be the contrarian guy on this game. Give me the give me the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady minus the three to take care of business here against the Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah, no, this does scream, uh, the public dog of the week, but I'm, I'm going to fall for it. Um, okay. I, I think they're just, the I can fault you for it. Yeah. I think they're the better football team. And like you said, whenever Tampa does win, it seems like they come back from two scores late to okay. win by what a field goal or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, the only game where they actually really did look good for an extended period of time was that Cincinnati game where they jumped on burrow and company 17, nothing. But, uh, Yeah, I mean, you look at the games that they've won, 19-16 against Arizona, 17-16 against New Orleans, uh, the Germany game, the Rams game. Every game is a comeback win for Brady. So I'll take the points here. Um, I'm really hoping that Carolina does pull this out because I think it it, it is a great story uh, just for NFL fans if this team can come back from uh, basically being a way we're going to be the number one pick in the draft, sell the whole team. McCaffrey Baker. And then here they are trying to win the division for Steve Wilkes.
1: Yeah. And again, you probably want to keep an eye on the injury report as well for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because there's a lot of guys that are on that injury report. Um, it, I think it'll be a big boost if they do get Vita Vea back in this game, one of their best defensive linemen and run stoppers, um, just because I just feel like it'll be another game where the uh, Carolina Panthers, like they did in that game earlier this season, They did beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their home building 21 to three, where Dante Foreman had a great game uh, for the uh, Carolina Panthers in that game. So um, I I must say I've I've we talk about commandments in sports betting, I think, especially in the NFL for me it's number one on that list is don't bet against Tom Brady. I know he yeah. hasn't had a great year this year, and against the spread, they haven't been very good either. But I think in games where it matters the most, I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I think that's going to be uh, where my money goes in this game. Uh, I'll take the Bucks minus the three.
0: You know what I like is uh, waiting for the Bucks to uh, fall down 10 nothing or something, double digits, and then, yeah. and, uh, yeah, and then live betting the Buccaneers uh, <laughs> at big-time plus money because we've seen it over and over again with this guy. He just finds ways to win games
1: yeah but you hit the nail on the head right there ryan as well as that the buccaneers are going to have to get off to a start like they did against the cincinnati Bengals in that first half where they were what 17 to 3 or something like that and and turnovers caught up to them in that second half but i think it's going to take that type of start for this uh buccaneers team to you know get this victory
0: yeah because i think unlike the rams unlike the saints and unlike the cardinals the panthers can actually play with the league because they run the ball with yeah. uh hubbard and, and foreman so uh yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this one. Uh, I'll take the bait and I'll take the Panthers. And you're on the Tampa Bay, Tampa Tom uh, Buccaneers to uh, extend their season one more week into the playoffs. Yeah. And, uh, hey, before we uh, transition into our next game, I got to get us paid one more time at Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. Right now you can play their weekly battle royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's the underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All righty, off. we are moving along in this slate, and we're going to go to uh, New York City or uh, East Rutherford in New Jersey for this next game. The Indianapolis Colts off that embarrassing Monday night display where Nick Foles was uh, atrocious, uh, to say the least, in that Monday night game are going to the Giants. This is a uh, winning you clinch your ticket game for the Giants. Giants just got to win the game, and they are going to the postseason for the first time since the boat year with Odell Beckham. Giants are laying five and a half over under 38 and a half. You give uh, the Colts any shot in this game?
1: <sighs> no, I think this is like the odds ultimate motivation, get up spot for the New York giants, isn't it? Um, They've been great at home this year. Colts have nothing really to play for here. Right. I mean, Nick Foles is going to be the starting quarterback again for the uh, Indianapolis Colts in this game. Um, Maybe we see Sam Ellinger if he's having a bad first half. Is Nick Foles, but the the crowd should be ruckus. The Brian Dable and the Giants know what's on the line here. Just just get the victory, um, and let's get into the playoffs. Was was our first goal, right? Make the playoffs or obviously win the division. Yep. But you know, Eagles ran away with that, um, in that NFC uh, NFC East division, but. Yeah, I'm going to lay the points here with the Giants. I was on the Giants last week on their plus four, plus four and a half, depending on the number that you did get, uh, thinking that they could get the upset victory last week against Minnesota. But now you're coming back into your building where you've been really good. Uh, This, God, this Colts team is just so bad, Brian. It's, it's, I don't even think they'll get more than 10 points here. I think this is a comfortable victory for the Giants. Something in the neighborhood of 21-10 type of victory here. I think they clinched their spot here and then New York Giants fans uh, are going to rejoice here getting it back to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I kind of side with you here as well. I mean, this Colts team, it's a, it's an embarrassment the way that they hired Jeff Saturday and then they yeah. beat Vegas in the fluke game. And then Jim Irsay celebrated like they won the super bowl and they haven't won since all they've done since winning that game is, uh, I mean, they had the biggest collapse in NFL history at Minnesota blowing a 33, nothing halftime lead. They lost to Dallas by almost about 40 it seemed. And then Monday night was awful. Uh, against the L.A. Chargers with Nick Foles. They can't figure out who they want to play quarterback. Uh, the Giants, on the other hand, have not covered a home spread. Um, I, sorry, they have not won a home game since uh, the Houston Texans earlier in November. But I think this is a good spot for them. Uh, coming out, They played well last week against Minnesota. They just uh, lost to a team that finds a way to win every game by a field goal, it seems, in the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Giants are actually playing pretty good football since being embarrassed by the Eagles. Beating uh Washington on the road, uh losing tough one to Minnesota. I think they come back and get in the playoffs, and we got a uh, happy boss if that happens.
1: Yeah, happy boss and happy uh Giants fans also around our our uh podcast host group, including Terrell. So um yep. yeah, I mean, this Colts team there are the rumors are already so starting. Bad. Yeah, I mean, I know this is all off season conversation that the rumors are already starting about Derek Carter, the Colts, but their wide receiving group doesn't excite me. Like It's Michael Pittman Jr. and that's nobody after that. I mean, remember the days with Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison and those guys at the wide receiving group for this Colts team, but my they, they really need to get some offensive weapons. Uh, I know they have Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, one of the best in the league, uh, but they need to get some help at those, those wide receiver positions because none of those guys outside of Michael Pittman get me excited. I'm not sure even he's a wide receiver one for that team
0: yeah no i'm with you i mean i used to view the colts as one of the classy franchises in the nfl maybe they were just hiding that they had paid a manning and andrew luck for all these years and the way that they've operated over these last couple years i mean we crushed carson wentz on the show and rightfully so at times but like the way that they just shipped him off for matt ryan and praised matt ryan like he was a god like and then uh I mean, Philip Rivers was all right. They just can. It's been a revolving door at the quarterback position for this team and this organization. And then for them to kick Frank Reich to the curb for starting the rookie and then bring Jeff Saturday in because they had a nice conversation at a reunion, um, they're a mess. And yeah. the Colts actually kind of remind me of the Giants last year at the end, where the Giants kept giving these big numbers and it seemed like a good value. I mean, blindly, it's like, oh, the Colts are getting or the Giants are laying five and a half. They they can't cover that, but. The Colts are so dysfunctional and bad. I'm with you. I like the Giants here.
1: Yeah, I think they 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 know, like, hey, our destiny is in front of us of getting into the playoffs after I don't know how many years that they haven't made it. But um, I, I just don't think Colts have a chance in this game. I mean, the quarterback situation, all the injuries that they've dealt with, it just hasn't been very pretty. I think it'll be something similar to what we saw on Monday Night Football. Chargers, what, got the 20-3 to victory. I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar in this Giants game.
0: We are uh, both on the G-Men here, and uh, we're going to go to your team next. Uh, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, as hot as anybody in the NFL, taking on their kryptonite, the Houston Texans, coming off the <laughs> big uh, win in Tennessee, Nashville. The Texans have covered three straight easily, um, over under 44. You you sticking with your Texans to stay hot here?
1: So I think the 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 conversation in this game here, Ryan, is that – this game is pretty much meaningless for the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Because next week against Tennessee, it's going to be for the division. Um, and I know already Tennessee as of Thursday night are pretty much sitting all their key guys, but I don't think Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do that just because how well they are playing. Obviously the the risk of injury is always there, but for this, um, Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars team, I think they got to continue the momentum of how well they've been playing over the past several weeks. And now you're going into Houston where it is a revenge spot for them, where the Texans did come into their building or in their, uh, in their home field and, and got the victory there. So uh, the way that Trevor Lawrence and this offense has been playing, I'm going to go here with the Houston, sorry, with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars to win this game by at least a touchdown um, I think that you'll see most of the key guys playing in this game. Whether it's Trevor Lawrence, um, you know Christian Kirk, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. is having a great season. Evan Ingram has been really good for them over the past several weeks. I think this is a good opportunity for them to just to keep rolling, you know, keep the guys in in, in good form um, and not have any rust going into that game next week. So, um, and again, the Texans. They don't need to win any more games. We need to get that number one pick. There's no reason for them to keep on winning games <laughs> here because for what Chicago is right on their tail, right? They have uh, three wins. Texans have two. They have one tie in there as well. So um, who knows? Maybe upper management is coming to the rock or Sorry, the Rockets. The uh, Texans. <laughs> we don't need to win any more games. We need to get that number one pick. Make sure we have that number one pick. And I think Jackson uh, takes care of business here early and often, and they're on to next week against Tennessee.
0: Yeah, no, I I struggle with this one because the Texans have beat them nine in a row. You don't know they how have, Peterson's yeah. g- going to handle uh, playing his starters with a meaningless game on paper. But I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to the Jags here. The Jaguars are as hot as anybody. I do fear that they could only win this game by a field goal. So I don't feel great about this one. Yeah. Um. I mean, the Houston's played as well as anybody recently. They've been great in the spoiler alert um, they should have beaten Dallas. They should have beaten mm-hmm. Kansas city. And then they finally got it done against Tennessee. Maybe they celebrated hard into, uh, the Christmas holiday and a little bit of a letdown here. Like you said, they, they need to lose and get the number one pick. Uh, I know you're not completely sold on the candidates for the QB one in, uh, this upcoming draft, but, yeah. um, I mean, you, you definitely want to have that asset though.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And then, you have that asset. You also have the number or the first round pick for the Cleveland Browns as well this season. So if you want to trade back, accumulate more picks, if you're not sold on a quarterback uh, in this upcoming draft, you know, that's always a possibility, but you know, when you have that number one pick, it it means something, right? Teams are going to come calling for it. They think their guys are at number one. So uh, yeah, Texans, I think this is a game where, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see them regress here a little bit after what's happened over the last three weeks. So they have actually covered games and actually won one last week.
0: Yeah, and uh, another note, uh, Jacksonville does have the rest advantage where um, they played on Thursday night against the New York Jets and uh, the Texans had to go to Nashville. Crazy game with the power going out um, and then come back win. So uh, we're both on the Jags here, so uh, we'll move it along here. And, uh, man, I'm scared to death of this game. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Cleveland's going to Washington. My Washington commandos laying two all they got to do is win that's all they got to do uh over under is 40 washington playoff scenarios you win your last two you're in the playoffs you got dallas on deck they're not going to play their guys on paper washington should win their last two of course they're playing the browns browns just got embarrassed at home and uh the ice bowl whatever you fog bowl whatever you want to call that game deshaun watson hasn't been very good is this a is this a uh, letdown for Washington? And Carson Wentz is back under center for Taylor Heineke. I'm
1: going to let you lead this off because this is your team. I, I'm curious to see what, what your thought process is of, of going from Heineke to uh, Carson Wentz here.
0: So I'm actually – I think I'm in the minority, and I actually agree with it because okay. – I've seen it back to back years with Heineke. He's been great lightning in a bottle, uh, great backup quarterback, but in December and January last year uh, noticeably against it was Dallas and Philly. They played Dallas and Philly with the weird schedule last year, four straight games. And he just struggled. I mean, he, there's so much tape on him now. And there was a reason he was a, what uh he was sitting on his couch taking online classes at Old Dominion University yeah. he's a backup and but I mean he's a, he he he's fun and I I think uh in the Giants game Chris Collinsworth kept touching it where it, a little bit of fairy dust where he throws the ball and it goes off the giant three Giants uh defenders hands and it somehow isn't intercepted I mean they've had they've had so many heroic comeback I mean the the one that comes to mind is when he just throws it up straight in the air to Terry McLaurin in Indianapolis and he some da- somehow comes down with the ball. They, yeah. They've they found a way to win so many crazy games, uh, Atlanta as well, Green Bay, a uh, crazy game, and then the Chicago game. I think the luck just ran out. and He was overmatched in that San Francisco game in the second half. So, uh, I mean, the handicap here is they need to give Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson the ball 30 plus times combined against because the Cleveland Browns can't stop the run. And I think it opens up play action with Wentz, who has a bigger arm to get the ball to McLaurin Samuel and Dotson.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I like it more that they are at home this uh, in this game. Right. And I think, again, we talked about it with the giants um, where they get the victory. They get into the playoffs. Obviously for Washington, they need to get a little bit of help and they do need to win their games uh, to get into the playoffs. But, the the opportunity is there right and we'll see how Carson when uh, Carson Wentz responds uh being back under center for the Washington Commanders but I think you hit the nail on the head is that they need to run this ball 30 times whether it's you know whether it's both with Ro- Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson um for the Cleveland Browns I mean look Deshaun Watson has not looked very good I think there's no secret about that when a guy misses two yeah. plus years you're getting from Deshaun Watson, a guy that has missed two plus years, right? I know last week with weather and things like that, things got in the way. They had an opportunity, but um, he just hasn't looked very good. So, And the Washington run defense is is pretty good, right? So I think they should be able to limit uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but I think the difference – I think whichever team – Ryan has the more rushing yards in this game is going to win the football game. I think that's what it's really going to come down to. And I think the advantage definitely goes to the Washington commanders. So uh, not to piss you off to end the show, I'm going to go with the Washington commanders here. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: no, uh, trust me. I, I almost want to go with the Browns just so I can hedge myself, basically emotional hedges, they call it. And you mentioned it. Uh, the whole Keith is uh, on the defensive side is selling out to stop Chubb and hunt. And I yeah. think getting Chase Young back last week was yes. huge. Yeah. I mean, I think people forgot how talented that guy is. I mean, you pair him up with Montez Sweat, John Allen, Deron Payne. That's as good a front four uh, on the defensive side in the NFL. And it, at back to Carson Wentz, this is kind of ironic because he was really good last year from what? It was like weeks five through 15. And yeah. then he just collapsed the last yeah. two weeks against Vegas and Jacksonville. Um, where he kind of he tested positive for COVID, he was mm-hmm. out, and then he wasn't out. He didn't get to practice, and then they just tanked the season at the end. It's kind of ironic now that he comes in where he missed that por- portion of the year last year, where he uh, where he lit it up a little bit, and uh, now he gets a chance to uh, avenge his last two weeks of the season choke job last year, I think.
1: Yeah, and I mean, these final two weeks could be a tryout for Carson Wentz as well. I mean, yeah teams need quarterbacks next season to maybe, you know, fill a gap for a guy that's maybe injured or even at a backup role. So I think he'll come out and, and play well and make the plays here. But um, and I'm a little more biased because I need Cleveland to keep losing games. So with that first round picks looks even better for the Texans, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you, you've already won the season by getting rid of Deshaun Watson uh, and getting the value back for what you got for him. Yeah. Uh, Houston won that deal. I don't care if Deshaun Watson comes out and lights it up next year uh, to get get what you got back. No, yeah. not knowing what was to come with Deshaun Watson. Shout out to the Texans. That was a good deal. I think the Texans are headed in the right direction for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, from where they are, there's no there's no <laughs> way to go but up for this Texans team. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, they've had a good draft last year, and I think that's something to build off of going into the draft next year and, and for years to come as well.
0: Yeah, your Rockets and your uh, Texans uh, trending upward.
1: <laughs> trending upward, yeah, and then obviously the Astros winning championships or, or winning last year at least. Uh, so that's what's keeping the town afloat.
0: No doubt. (laughs) No doubt. Uh, Speaking of uh, staying afloat, somehow New England is still in the playoff hunt. Uh, Shout out to Boston Capper. Uh, Miami Dolphins without Tua now. uh, Miami's in a free fall. I mean, once eight and three battling for the number one seed in the AFC headed into December. Now they're in danger of missing the playoffs altogether. They're going to New England New England's laying two and a half. Obviously, Miami opened up as favorites earlier in the week, but with the two and news it being out with another concussion, unfortunately, he's going to miss this game over under 41 and a half. Teddy Bridgewater steps in. Uh, Munoff, are you just going to ride on uh, New England's defense here?
1: <sighs> this, this game is really difficult to handicap. Um, we know about Teddy Two Gloves just being a covering machine on the road throughout his yeah. last couple seasons, right? Um, I think this is a game where Dolphins are gonna play with some pride, just because of what's kind of transpired for them in the month of December, where they finally started playing some legitimate defenses. Right early in the season, we were seeing them just lighting up a scoreboard, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle having over a hundred yards before the half was even there, uh, before halftime, just because of the bad defenses that were playing. But now, this in the month of December. They play the 49ers, and they, they play the Chargers, and they, they they play the Packers last week. Better defensive than what they're used to. I, I,
0: I struggle I, with this game too.
1: Yeah, I don't trust. I think there's something to be had and said about the dynamic between Mac Jones and the coaches calling the plays, whether that's Matt Patricia or Joe Judge. I think it is Patricia that is calling the plays for them. I, I don't trust the pr- play calling for the New England Patriots. I really don't. I think there's enough for Teddy Two Gloves to get the ball to Tyree Kill, get the ball to Jalen Waddell. I, I think that they can squeak this game out. I, I like the Dolphins here to go into New England and, and win this game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Patriots do, but I think there is value here on the Miami Dolphins to go in there and get and get the victory there uh, against the New England Patriots. So I'm going to go with Miami uh, plus a two and a half. I'll take the money line in this game as well.
0: Yeah, and I think luckily for Miami, it's not going to be a blizzard or anything like uh, what it was in Buffalo a couple weeks ago. It's going to be in the mid-50s, which is actually like a spring day in New England for uh, January football. I kind of like Miami here, too. We saw it last week or two weeks ago when they were desperate, absolutely desperate against uh, Buffalo. And they they rose to the occasion. They should have won that game. They outplayed Buffalo for 60 minutes, but Josh Allen just found a way to win. Josh Allen's not on New England, and New England's not Buffalo. I, I'm i with you on uh, the dynamics between Mac Jones and Matt Patricia. It just has not been good this year. Uh, for Mac Jones uh, to lead a top-ten offense last year, all of a sudden to in, an inept offense this year. I mean, they've been painful to watch. And then I think their season ended as soon as Jacoby Myers uh, had that boneheaded lateral play. It kind of just took the wind out of the sails a little bit, I thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, for the for for how that game transpired, Ryan, for them to come back, tie it, and the way they lost that game, I mean, that's really deflating. I mean, that plane that's ride it. back from Vegas to New England or to Boston to Foxborough, I mean, that was probably a pretty quiet flight uh, there. And again, they had opportunities last week as well uh, to to come from behind and again beat the bangles. So I think if, if the dolphins do get out to a early lead, you might want to come back and look at the Patriots on, on live because they are a team yeah. that they don't, they don't lay over. They, they do come back. We saw that over the last, past couple of weeks here. So uh, there might be an opportunity for you to middle this. So, uh, but for the full game, yeah, I think we're both on the dolphins here.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Teddy. I actually feel better about Teddy than Tua going into this game just because he's a vet, and he's played in the cold. We know Tua's not good in the cold, so you could throw that out now. Uh, Teddy's, uh, what, 20-4 and against the spread as a road underdog. Yeah. Um, I like that trend. I'll continue. I'll ride the money line as well here, but uh, I I like that angle, too, of New England with their second-half defense of not giving up any points over the last couple weeks. So if you want to uh, take a stab on New England live as well, I think that's a good play.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Like you mentioned, Bridgewater has just been so good on the road, 24 and 17 on the road overall. Uh, But he has lost four of his last five games against the spread on the road. So something to keep in mind. But again, like you mentioned there, Ryan, 20 and four as a road underdog uh, throughout his career.
0: Yep, I agree. So we're seeing eye to eye on that. And uh, we got Miami rolling, not rolling, but uh, getting New England once again which would be, I think, what, five wins in a row over Belichick for uh, Mm -hmm. those Miami Dolphins? Yeah. Tom Brady's not walking through that door. Um, Certainly not, Let's move along to a team that kind of had a dream crusher game last week, Detroit Lions. They're taking on our uh, co-host, J-Mark, Chicago Bears. I feel like the Chicago Bears are the best three-win football team in the NFL history. (laughs) You know what?
1: I was listening to another podcast, and – they mentioned how the Chicago Bears were on the heels of the Houston Texans for that number one pick. I'm like, don't the Bears have like six wins? How is this even possible? And then I was seeing yeah. that they've lost like seven, eight games in a row. But, uh, yeah, you're probably right. The best three-win team uh, that we've seen in a while. They just have a, a tough time closing the door.
0: It, definitely the most entertaining in terms oh, of yeah. Justin Fields. Uh, finally, he went under on his rushing yards last week. Yeah. I mean, they were beating the the Bills midway through the third quarter last week. Yeah. So it's it's kind of been the same song and dance with the Chicago Bears. They're going to Detroit in the Dome over under 52. I expect a lot of points here. How about you?
1: I do, too. I mean, look, Detroit at home. Uh, we know they're over machine. This is a division game. Uh, we've seen division games this season at least be profitable to the under. Um, but I, I, th- I think this number may have gone away from us. I think 51 is a key number in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this number opened up at at least a total. I know again, not, not a total show here, but, um, I think it opened up, let's see at 48 and a half. So if you were able to get that opening number, you're probably in good shape here, but I think at 52 has of gotten, gotten away here, but six seems like a lot here, uh, for the Detroit lions. I know Chicago has been bad, but They've been competitive, Um, and I think this might be a game where they rely on that running game here uh, with Justin Field, with David Montgomery. I think Khalil Herbert also has been back for this team as well. Um, And I think that if they take the same formula like the Carolina Panthers did last week, I think Justin Fields this is the game where we see Justin Fields doing Justin Fields things from a, uh, a running perspective. Like you mentioned, he didn't get over his uh, projection of rushing yards last week against the Buffalo Bills. But indoors against a team that just struggles uh, defending the rush, I think it's an opportunity for the, uh, to, for the Bears at least to cover this game. I'm probably thinking like a 27-24 type of final here, uh, Ryan.
0: Yeah, no, and they met, what, a couple weeks back? It was thirty-one thirty, 30 and that was a game that Chicago blew a double-digit lead, kind of like these last three home games that they had against Green Bay, Philly, and Buffalo. They had leads in all three games. I love the Bears here, and I actually I actually consider taking the Bears on the money line as a dog here. I, I think the Lions, I mean – they're, they're in a uh, unfamiliar position where the target's on their back, and yeah. I think it showed last week where they just got absolutely throttled on the ground and they got Green Bay on they've been talking about the Green Bay week 18 game for about three weeks now, and obviously they were looking ahead last week. Mm-hmm. I think it's another look ahead situation. They just think they're going to walk in and beat the Chicago Bears, but I think these two teams are closer, evenly matched teams than the general public has given them credit for.
1: Yeah, that was a game last um or sorry, in their last matchup in Chicago where uh Justin Fields and that rushing attack ran for 258 yards. 147 of that was from Justin Fields. So, I feel prop Yeah, he did go nuts. 13 carries, 147 yards, two rushing touchdowns in that game. So, you know, for a prop better, I think this might be the week to hop back on Justin Fields and his rushing yards just because how bad uh this Detroit Lions rush defense is. And you're right that the um in that fourth quarter, in that game between these two teams, the Lions outscored the Bears 21-6, to but that was a game that Chicago did have in hand.
0: Yeah, no, they had it in that. Honestly, that was the game that kind of propelled this uh, Lions streak. Uh, yeah. The Lions were, were dead in the waters then, but got that one and kind of just have rolled since. But, uh, yeah, no, I think we're both definitely on the Chicago Bears in honor of uh, Mr. J. Mark football.
1: Yeah, hopefully uh, we made them proud here. At least I did.
0: <laughs> no doubt. Uh, moving along. Oh, my God, this game. Uh, this game is disgusting. Uh-huh. Denver, uh, the Broncos, uh, yeah, uh, they were they were awesome on Christmas Day. Uh, we'll, we'll just say that. Uh, they're going to Kansas City, where they actually were competitive against these Chiefs in a mile high a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Chiefs are laying 13, over under 45. You give uh you give the Broncos any chance here. Nathaniel Hackett obviously fired earlier in the week. Uh candidate for close your eyes special here, as uh, Ryan Chong would say.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, usually you're when when coaches get fired, you usually want to bet on the team that had that coach fired. Right. But I think in this incident here, Ryan, it's I think that some of these players do have an issue with Russell Wilson, whether it's how he has been playing or how he kind of conducts himself as a leader around the locker room um, or how he's commanding this offense or his play on the field. Um, you mentioned that they, these two teams matched up in uh, in Denver where Denver kind of had to come from behind in that game to cover that spread. They outscored the uh, chiefs in the second half, 14 to seven. Um, I don't think this is a huge look ahead spot for the Kansas city chiefs. They have Raiders next week where we already know what their situation is with Derek Carr out of the fold um, I, I feel like this might be a game where Kansas city, China just goes through the motions. No doubt. Um, And I Are think they- this might be another game where we see a backdoor cover by the, by the Denver Broncos. Defensively, the chiefs have, I haven't, I haven't been very impressed with them. Um, You know, they gave up 28 in that game against the Broncos. They gave up 24 to the chief, sorry, to the Texans where they went into overtime in that game. Um reluctantly i'll I'll take the points here with the broncos at plus 13 if this gets to maybe plus 14 you want to wait a little bit that public money does come in on the Kansas city chiefs and then maybe pull the plug there at plus 14 but i think at plus 313 i'll still take it here I, i think that this is like a 24 34 type of game i think that the chiefs still get their points but i think that the broncos can move the football here
0: yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, Kansas City, they're they're not gonna come out and punch Denver in the mouth. They're just gonna go through the motions. Nobody get hurt. Uh, let's get on to Week 18 and see if uh the uh, Bengals can beat the Bills so we can clinch the number one seed in the AFC. Um, this is I mean, close your eyes and just take Denver. I, I I'm with you. I like a backdoor touchdown here. Uh, I mean Denver, Kansas City had not covered covered in uh. What was it? Five straight games before last week. And Seattle had their chances. Uh, they had multiple red zone opportunities where they just couldn't convert. Um, yeah. Gino threw a couple of bad interceptions, bad turnovers. I just think Kansas City is in cruise control until they get to uh, January in the playoffs.
1: And also for Denver, it's like you got absolutely murdered by a team last week who didn't have their top guys matthew stafford cooper cup alan robinson aaron donald none of those guys played in that game and you got murdered 51 to 14 at a point you have to play with some pride right and yeah. i think that you got to come out and do that here against the kansas city chiefs so we'll see but um yeah broncos for me man i'm gonna just close my eyes like you mentioned just close your eyes and just i'm to watch this game
0: yeah, I think Kansas City actually might be the perfect team for them to play because I, I'm sure a lot of guys in that locker room are tired of losing Kansas City, uh, tired of the Mahomes and Andy Reid train. So maybe they'll play and get up for just one more week, and then they can cruise and just lay down in week 18.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, if Bengals get the job done next or on Monday night, you probably want to see. It. I think they do. You said they clinch the number one seed, do they brought sorry, the Chiefs?
0: The Chiefs need the Bengals to beat the Bills, and then the Chiefs got to beat the Raiders because the oh, okay, Bengals okay. will then now have uh, beaten Buffalo points. and Kansas City.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, so this might be, maybe look at the Chiefs in the first half of this game. I think that might be worth a look. That's a good. That
0: I like that angle, too. So uh, we're both on Denver. Close your eyes and just take it. And uh, we're moving along here to our final game of the early window Philadelphia coming off uh the, the fifth ranked uh uh power rated uh Philadelphia Eagles on the NFL gambling podcast. Shout out to Sean uh stacking the money green. No, nah, we ain't shot <laughs> no
1: Sean nothing out. He explicit <laughs> idiots to uh, the <laughs> NFL gambling podcast. So no, no, no love for Sean.
0: That's what you get for losing to Dallas. You get bumped down a couple spots. You've lost to Taylor Heineke and uh now Dak Prescott. So yeah, you're not in the top three for now. You're you're number five. You gotta you gotta work your way back up. Uh the New Orleans Saints, uh, we talked about in the pre-show, weirdest team of the NFL season. Can't figure them out. Uh, don't know why Jameis Winston isn't playing number one. Uh, don't know when Taysom Hill's gonna go in number two or when Andy Dalton's going to throw his next interception, number three. Uh, Eagles are laying five and a half over under 42. All the Eagles got to do is win this game, and they are the NFC uh, regular season champs, NFC East champs, and clinch home field advantage.
1: We talked about it with the Giants, how it's a spot for the Giants to win, and you're in. Eagles, same story, right? You clinch a number one seed, you clinch that NFC East division, um, and you don't have to worry about playing your guys next week. Um, and you get some extra time for uh Jalen Hurts to get some more rest before you have a playoff game uh in a couple weeks. So Gardner Minshew looked good last week against the Dallas Cowboys. I know there was um it was unfortunate how they did lose that game last week with with a couple of uh turnovers there, especially by you know, Minshew had lost one and Miles Sanders had one in that game, but you're at home. Uh, the crowd is going to be a ruckus. You have an opportunity to get your 14th win of the season. You're six and one at home. Um, the Saints with Andy Dalton, I, I don't trust them. I don't. I, again, it's you mentioned it. Why have we not seen Jameis Winston on the field for this uh, Saints team? But for me, I, I think that. You, you got to go with the Eagles here. I think this is a good teaser leg um, for, for the Eagles in this game. Um, just go out and take care of business. Don't have to worry about next week against the Giants. Rest your guys to get some extra time for Jalen Hurts, like I mentioned. Um, and um, I think they should take care of business here. I think they rely on the running game here. We know Minshew, Minshew can make the passes as well. Um, and At home, um, if Jalen Hurts, I don't – has he officially been ruled out or Gardner has has been ruled in?
0: You know, I was listening to Sean and Ryan. Uh, what was it last night? And I think they're going to wait and see if uh, if Dallas loses tonight, then they're going to sit Jalen Hurts because they already clinch it. But oh, okay. I, yeah. But I also think um it's going to yeah, come yeah. down to the wire. But I think it. I think it's going to be Minchu. I think if Jalen Hurts was healthy, this number would be what seven and a half, eight. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. so. Yeah. But I'll, I'll go with the Eagles I think they come you know they'll come into their building uh take care of business here on their home field get that number one seed get that division don't think the Dallas is going to lose to Tennessee who's sitting most of their team there starting Joshua Dobbs so um yeah give me the Eagles in this game I'll lay the points here
0: I'm actually going to take a contrarian side here and be on the other side. I'm going to okay. take the saints. Um, I think they're going to be able to run the football against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I think the Eagles have been able to be run on. I mean, you, Chicago's run on them. Uh, obviously Washington ran the ball the entire night. That's how they beat him a couple weeks ago. Uh, Houston ran the ball with Damian Pierce a couple weeks back. I think it's a ball control type of game for uh new Orleans where they keep the same close. I could see Philadelphia, winning this thing on a field goal where it's one of the situations where all you got to do is win. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you win by one doesn't or 40. Uh, I think uh, New Orleans also, they are so mathematically in the race. So they're going to play desperate in uh, Philadelphia, hoping that they could stay in the NFC South race. Uh, I'll take the saints. I, I do like your angle on the Philadelphia tees leg though.
1: Yeah. I think it's a good teaser option. If you're able to find a six out there, obviously you don't like crossing yeah. the zero. Um, but get it down to a pick em. Uh, I think Eagles, you know, they, they. I think they win this game here.
0: Yeah, no, I think we both agree on that. Um, so that'll transition into everybody's favorite segment of the show, our lock, dog, and tease. And I will uh, let you lead it off, Moonoff. You are the guest, so you will lead it off. Oh, all
1: right. Uh, let's see. For my lock here, um, this is an ugly slate. It really is. It is uh for my lock you know what I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Giants minus five and a half uh Colts have shown me nothing over the past few weeks here it tells me a lot that they're starting Nick Foles I mean I don't care which quarterback is out there whether it's Ellinger whether it's Nick Foles Matt Ryan um this is just the ultimate motivation spot for the Giants right Win and you're in and I think that they can take care of business here I think it's like a 23-23 10 type of final five and a half on their home field. I think they take care of business here, so I'll take the Giants minus five and a half as my lock here, Ryan.
0: I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to take Washington. Carson okay. Wentz returns. They just going to be ball. my second option. Yeah, run I was going to leave that to you. <laughs> hey, you. Hey, you know what? You uh, We've worked... Uh, Enough on the prop cast where we can read each other's minds now. Uh Yeah, no, I run the ball with Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. Don't turn it over. You win the game. And then stop the run on the other end. It's a simple game. It doesn't matter if it's you or I or Carson Wentz playing quarterback. Run the damn ball. So I'll take uh
1: Washington minus two. Uh two. All right. Let's see here for my dog. I'm going to go with the Dolphins plus one thirty five. On the money line, plus two and a half on the spread. Um, talked about how good Teddy has been covering games on the road. Um, 20 and four as a road underdog. I think the Dolphins have enough to compensate. I guess that's not the right word. I think. The, the 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 dynamic we talked about between Mac Jones and Mac Patricia, I think, is speaking volumes to me. And I just don't think offensively, they have enough to keep up with this Dolphins team. Whether it you even with Teddy at at the quarterback position. So if you still have Tyreek Hill out there, you still have Jalen Waddle out there. That's a lot of speed for this secondary for the Patriots to keep up with. And they're running backs with Jeff Wilson, Junior, Raheem Mostert. I think that they can take care of business here. Put up enough points. I think the magic number in this game, that if the Dolphins get to 24 points, I think that they can beat this Patriots team. So I think it'll be like a 24-20 type of victory here for the Dolphins. So I'll take the Dolphins as my dog at plus 135.
0: I love that one too. Um, I thought about, I want to take Carolina, but it's so public. I'm going to just stay off and just root for Carolina. I, I kind of hinted at it. I'm going to take a big one here, big swing, plus 220. I'm going to take J-Mark Chicago Bears plus 220 to get it go. done and ruin uh, the playoffs for uh, the Detroit Lions. They played a couple weeks ago. Uh, uh, Chicago blew a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Chicago's been feisty as a dog here as of late against Buffalo, uh, Philadelphia, Green Bay. And I think it's uh, the Lions, a little bit of a look ahead as well to Green Bay on deck. Um, I, I think they're going to be able to run the ball just like Carolina, so I'll take the Bears plus 220.
1: I love it. I think that's a great play. Um, You're right. I think that big look-ahead spot is something that is on the minds of this Lions team, and you know, Bears are playing with house money, right? Um, I think that they'll have an opportunity to run the ball effectively against his lines, seem like they did in that first matchup. And again, that's a game that the Bears should have won where they just copped up that lead, especially giving up three touchdowns to Lions in that game. So, yeah, I, I like that play uh, for your dog. Uh, for my teaser, you guys go two legs or three legs?
0: Well, uh, We usually go three. So okay. it's a, it gets a little dicey on that third one.
1: Yeah. All right. So I'm going to tease up the Panthers up to nine. Uh, I think this is probably a four or a six point victory for the Buccaneers or the either way. So I'll tease the Bucks up to plus nine. Uh I will tease the Dolphins up to plus eight and a half, get through that key number of three and seven. And I'll tease the Eagles down. They just went to six and a half over at Winbet. So that'll come down yeah. to a minus a half for the Eagles. So um Yeah, that's three, right? So Panthers up to plus nine. Dolphins up to plus eight and a half and Eagles down to essentially a pick.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love, uh, honestly, I I'm on the same ones as you. I'm definitely going to tease, uh, Philly down to a half a point. Just win the game. Like you said, the number just moved. So maybe we get, we're getting some news on Jalen hurts, um, potentially shooting up, um, I love Miami plus eight and a half. That's an easy one. New England doesn't blow out anybody. And for my last one, I will tease. I like the Carolina one as well. Um, but I really like, where was it? I just saw it. Um, I kind of like Houston. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Houston's been just uh feisty as a dog and I think they'll, they'll play hard for love you one more week. And, uh, Jacksonville gets out of there with a t- 3 to 7 point win.
1: Yeah, I was thinking like it's like a 6 point victory or a touchdown yeah. victory for um f- I'm sorry for the uh Houston Texans. Um sorry for the it, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jalen it, Hurts it, uh go ahead. But I was just to say Jalen Hurts seemed participating in practice on Thursday. That's what the news is.
0: Yep, so we're breaking news on the NFL Gambling Podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I was going to say, this is an important game for Houston because if they cover, they clinch a winning season on the covering aspect of things.
1: Yeah, they do. So <laughs> something to hang our hats on here, uh, Ryan. Something to hang our hats on for sure.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Moon, off before we get up on out of here, um, tell everybody where to find you. I know you will be on the NFL Gambling Podcast later as well.
1: Yeah, uh, we have Minty Betts, a good friend of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and good friend of mine uh, joining us to preview the afternoon games with myself and Scott. Find me daily or not daily, but find me on the NBA Gambling Podcast, which does go daily uh, right around. uh, Sometimes we go around 10 a.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Eastern on the NBA Gambling Pod Monday through Friday. Uh, Propcast, you guys know, with myself and Ryan doing the NBA and uh, with Rod doing the NFL uh, MLB around the corner. will be firing that up as well. Uh, just a lot of great stuff happening around the sports gambling podcast network. So just find me all over the network.
0: He is the machine for a reason. He's everywhere. Those are just a couple of the things he does. He does a lot <laughs> behind the scenes as well. So, uh, yeah, if you follow SGPN, uh, you definitely have seen moon off a little, ha, his hands are and his fingertips are on a little bit of everything. So
1: he definitely has a well diverse uh, portfolio, I should say. Yeah, it's 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 a grind uh but you know we get to wake up every day and just talk about sports and betting but it's it's a blessing just being part of the sports gambling podcast network it really is. It it
0: yes it is indeed and uh I think this will be my final show on the NFL gambling podcast for the year of 2022. I will be back with uh Rod next week to uh recap the week 17 action and then Jay Mark will be back as well uh just want to thank everybody for a great 2022 at the sgpn uh family uh you guys are terrific in the discord all our fans um and please uh don't forget to rate subscribe like leave a comment it really does uh help with the the company the the show the podcast so uh we really appreciate it 2023 is going to be a hell of a year and we're looking forward to it and having you guys along with us, uh, you find me at moneyline underscore Mac on Twitter, and uh, that's all I got. Moon off anything before we get up on out of here?
1: Nope, you nailed everything, my man.
0: Sounds good, man. Uh, and good luck, everybody. Have a safe New Year, and don't forget to let it ride.